Danny McGinley is a great mate. He's a Melbourne comedian who was up at the Pato Tavern just a few weeks ago, and he often talks about his very stoic Ukrainian wife, Lassa. Right. And I hadn't even thought of that until I saw a Facebook post of he and his wife and his kids down, of course, at a rally down in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't appreciated and really wanted to get Danny on the line and say, G'day, mate. It must have been a pretty emotional time for your family at the moment. Yes, I can honestly say it's been emotional at our house over the past week, which is... um, very odd for me because, uh, Terry, as you've seen in my stand-up, I, I do get a lot of comedy from uh, what I used to call my robotic Ukrainian wife. Who <laughs> It's very rare for them to become emotional. Like, even when she gave birth, you know, she just sort of lit-cocked one leg and bang, out of the <laughs> This is the stuff. She though. must she goes, be stoked. <laughs> <laughs> and have you found last year has clearly been very emotional just for the last week or worried for quite some time? Pretty much as soon as Ukraine got independence, they were worried that this was going to happen. Does she have family over there? Thankfully, we've got majority of them out over the past few years. Have you been there and, and seen the place, Danny? Oh, it's absolutely beautiful. It's a, a brilliant place and they're quite like Australians. I've often said that the Australian sense of humour comes from us living on a land that is designed to kill us. <laughs> Bushfires, snakes, spiders, floods. Ukraine's had that just pretty much with living next door to Russia. Mm. So we have a very similar sense of humour and also a very laugh in the face of danger. One of the touristy things you do in Ukraine is you go to Chernobyl. And I remember getting on the bus to Chernobyl. It's just a little like Tarago thing because there's only 12 of us on the English-speaking tour. And the tour guide handed me a bottle of water and a face mask like we all wear now for COVID. (laughs) And I said, well, what are these for? And he he said, "Uh, you cannot drink water at Chernobyl, so you drink this and you wear a face mask. And I go, do I wear it now or when I get there? And he goes, oh, you wear it when you get there. If you are a coward. (laughs) (laughs) People often wonder what would happen if Australia got invaded. And I think we're sort of seeing it because we're such similar people. I don't know if you saw the footage of the lady uh, who was just walking through the streets, went up to a Russian soldier and said, you know, why don't you go home? Mm. And the Russian soldier didn't say anything. She goes, all right, at least put some sunflower seeds in your pocket so when you die, something useful will grow. Burn. (laughs) And and another Ukrainian naval base uh, was surrounded by Russian warships. The the guys on the island? Throw down your weapons. And they said, yeah, Ukrainian warship, go F yourself. (laughs) 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 You could just imagine hearing if Australia was at war with some nation. That is exactly how we would deal with it. I mean, it's interesting because, uh, you know, we as Australians say we're all with you, we're all supporting you and our governments are doing whatever our governments are doing. But from a Ukrainian community perspective, what can we as Australians do to help you guys? The overwhelming fear emotion is helplessness and impotent rage because Mm. there's not much we can do. However, there is a charity that has been set up, the Ukraine Crisis Appeal. Rotary and the Federation of Ukrainian Communities in Australia, this one is has been properly uh, audited. It's mostly going to medical aid for civilians. The plan is to then work into trauma recovery after the war is over. If you're worried about funding violence or gangs or anything like that, put those fears aside. This is genuinely to help. Okay, mate. And is there a small amount of money I can designate to go towards sunflower seeds so old ladies can tell Russian soldiers to go F themselves? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And if you can, uh, buy Ukrainian vodka, not Russian vodka. Yeah, you bet. We can do that. Yeah, Absolutely. (laughs) Danny, can you tell me, what does your wife 
think is going to happen? We don't know. That's the hardest thing about this. There's no clear positive end game. You know, the worst of the worst is Russia absolutely takes over the country and never leaves. A long, drawn-out war, it seems to be inevitable, and that's what's really depressing. Do you think the rest of the world will get involved? I hope so, because, you know, some wars are very complicated and there's history. Look, I know I'm bias here, but this thing's black and white. You know, they've just come and they've taken this other nation's land. They're in the wrong. So I hope we do get involved. I mean, the main dream is, you know, Putin comes to his senses and realises he's done the wrong thing, but that ain't going to happen. So (laughs) I'd love for Putin to be thrown into a, a UFC ring with one Ukrainian woman armed with a sunflower. <laughs> I'm backing your wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mate, we will spread the news uh, about the link to the website there as well. UkraineCrisisAppeal.com. Slava Ukraini, Diako you, and... Uh, if Putin's listening, you might have to edit that because that's the <laughs> harshest insult in Ukrainian. Literally, though, it means, why doesn't a duck kick you? So I'm not sure why that works. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Thanks, Danny. Thanks, Danny. Thank you. Robin, Terry and Kip. Kiss. 97.3.